0: Hello. Welcome back to Trusting God Through It All. I hope that you have been blessed by this podcast. I pray that God will use it to encourage you and strengthen you and challenge you in many ways. I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to share my journey of learning who God is and who I was created to be in Him. Um, in the words of my son, who is in one of his times of stretching. It's hard down here. <laughs> it is. It's. It, it was never meant to be easy, though. Um, when life gets too easy for us, we stop growing, and uh, we get comfortable, and we are no longer, I don't know, I think that we can become complacent, and that's a very dangerous place for a believer. We don't want to be comfortable here in this world. We are in it, but not of it. And one of the ways that I have helped myself in growing in the faith and in understanding and finding out who I was meant to be, um, I found a, I don't know how it came about, but it was several years ago now, I found a Arthur, Arthur? author and pastor named Francis Frangipane, and uh, he's he's had his own share of struggles uh, at the beginning of his life of ministry, and he shares it, and he also shares all of the the things that God has showed him, and he has a training that you can, there's a paid one, and then there's a free one. The free one, well, it used to be free, I should probably check, but It's like a three to six month Bible study um, and you download weekly lessons and read through them and use the scripture and then answer questions and just really, you know, do an in-depth search of your own relationship with God and and if you're growing or not and if you're becoming more and more, uh, created more and more in the image of Him and it's called in Christ's image training. And I'll have the link uh, to that in the description of this podcast. But today I wanted to share with you because he, he sends out weekly, monthly encouraging emails um, and he also has several good books out there which I'll list a couple of them and maybe put the website where you can look at them for yourself one of my two of my favorites are the three battlegrounds and holiness truth and the presence of god and i just i have those books and they're pretty worn out but i go back to them now and then because he has such good um thoughts and uh, i don't know i call them nuggets you know to just keep you focused to keep you centered on your continued growth and becoming who you were meant to be in christ and without him I know I'm nothing and I have nothing to offer except for my life and let him do whatever it is that he planned to do before I was even born. I think that's a really good foundation to keep yourself at, you know, recognizing humbly that you're only here because he gave you life. And if he gave you life, that means he has purpose for you. And if you have purpose, then you should have hope. And if you have hope, you should have joy. It's just kind of, I don't know, it's just kind of this chain, if you want to call it that. I know I've been talking um, in previous episodes about forgiveness and the importance of it and and the power of it. And he sent out an email uh, about a week ago now, I think. And it's called A Forgiving Heart. And I just want to read from it and share some thoughts um, because it's so good. And I want to encourage everyone, especially as we look at the world around us and we see the wickedness growing or what it seems like it's growing, maybe it's just becoming more bold, you know? Because what I see growing on media and um, just things that people are sharing is there is a revival, a renewal, whatever you want to call it happening. And a lot of it is young people I'm guessing, I don't know, because everybody looks young to me now that I'm older. <laughs> but they look like they're in their 20s and 30s. A lot of them look like they're in their 20s. And they are on fire for God. They are, they have probably been looking for the truth because they see so much deception in the world around them. And God is reaching them. And, and they are bold. And I just love it. I love it because years ago when I started in youth ministry, I would pray that God would raise up a generation of Calebs and Joshua. And, you know, if you remember, Caleb and Joshua were the young men that went into, that's just some of the spies, they called them, that went into, of the Israelites that went into the promised land before God's people did. You know, Moses told them to go in and reconnoiter the land, you know, check it out, see what's going on there, you know, see what we need to do. And they were the only two that came back and said, because God gave us the land, we can take it. The other ones were like, oh, we can't do it. We're gonna fail. There's giants there. You know, we're, it's, it's, it's a mess. And they were so negative, but Joshua and Caleb were bold and courageous. And the people who cowered, the people who didn't trust God, who didn't have faith in who God was and what he said he can do, they didn't get to go into the promised land joshua and caleb and their generation did because they believed god and because they were bold so i just want to encourage you today that as you look at the world around you don't don't grow cold in your love and don't be fearful because god is who he says he is and he is going to do what he said he would do at the end of the age and so right now i just want to encourage us to stay in a place of love and mercy and forgiveness because I don't know about you, but when I see injustice happening, I get a little mad. When I see wicked things happening to people who've done nothing, they're just trying to live their life, I can get a little mad, <laughs> a little frustrated. and I'm like, come on, God, what's going on? Do something. And uh, if I'm not turning to God, then I'm turning to people and I'm joining the bandwagon of people, you know, complaining and saying things that shouldn't be said because they're not life giving. And so I, I was so thankful for this email and I want to share it with you now and hope that it encourages you as well. If you're struggling with, you know, maintaining a right attitude and holding on to love, love is the key. And you know, if we choose love and let love guide us, we can do all things even when it sounds or seems impossible. So, A Forgiving Heart by Francis Frangipane. During the last hours of this age, there will be two opposing factions in the world, those whose hearts are wrought with bitterness, resentment, and hatred, and those whose love has actually increased and who are experiencing the power of the kingdom of God. Jesus foretold about this in Matthew where he says at that time many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another because of lawlessness increasing. Most people's love will grow cold and that's found in Matthew 24 10 and 12. But then Jesus added, This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. You know, years ago when I was really in a bad spot and feeling very frustrated with the church particularly, um, I read this scripture and I remember thinking, is my love cold? Has my heart grown cold? And, And it really kind of... You know, they talk about the fear of God, because I don't want my heart to grow cold. I I, I think that's a very bad place to be, obviously, according to Jesus. But just in general, there's no life in a heart that's cold. And I remember just thinking back on my life and thinking about different people and and experiences and circumstances that were hurtful. And God just impressed upon my heart something to write and share on my ministry page at the time on Facebook. And part of it says, um, Remember to view the world with eyes of compassion. And don't let the hardships of life and the hurtful ways of others become an excuse to build a wall around your heart. Sometimes it hurts to love. Love anyway. Because that's the only way to keep your soul from dying. And that's why I cling to love. You know, on days when I wake up and I really don't feel very loving, I have to ask God, God, fill me with your love. Fill me with your compassion. You know, help me to be kind, even when I don't feel like it, because I understand and know the importance of sharing his love in the world, but also. that it's kind of like my connection to being Alive and full, you know, abundant life that Jesus talked about. It's love. It's loving others even when it's hard. That is the gospel of the kingdom. The whole truth that Jesus came to bring. It's not just about saving us from our sins. But it's about creating us in His image. That's why He came to show us what it means to love, what does it look like? And he showed it in his life, in his ministry, and in his death. Francis goes on to say, It is the most glorious pearl that man can possess. The presence of God in glory revealed within us. You know, when we're in the ministry or when we're doing anything in the kingdom, we have to also remember that it's not about us. We're not trying to get the glory. It's all about God's glory. Everything that we do, everything that we endure, pray that God would be glorified in it. If we are to attain this great love, we will continually be forced to make the choice between mercy and unforgiveness. If we do not walk in a forgiving attitude, we will certainly become prey to an embittered spirit. If it is indeed God's plan to allow wickedness and holiness to grow to full maturity, then we must guard our hearts beforehand from reacting in bitterness and unforgiveness and francis is referring to one of the parables there that jesus talked about the wheat and the tares and how they had to grow together you can't pull out the tares when they're among the wheat or you'll lose the wheat also and so wickedness <laughs> you know it's kind of like a one of my other episodes where i say that Life is beautiful and hard. Everything mixed together is life—the good and the bad. I've been trying not to call it bad, but you know, the hard stuff and the good stuff. It, it has to come together, and it's like this mixture of stuff. And if if we can just prepare our heart and our mind to accept that, and 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 you know prevent ourselves from allowing others in their brokenness and the things that they say and do uh, wounding us. And when, when we do receive a wound going to God and asking him to heal us and help us to walk in that forgiveness, just as he did. Because remember the Lord was beaten, spit upon by his own people, um, mocked, hated, reviled, everything by his own people. Even in his hometown, you know, they just, they were like, who does he think he is? And all he did was come to bring love and healing to people. He did did nothing wrong, but yet he was still rejected. And so if he can go through it and endure and know that there's something good that comes from it, then we need to remind ourselves of that, that everything God allows in our life, if we give it to him, if we trust him with it, You know, he is going to bring something good out of it. And part of the good is our growth, our becoming more like him. Francis goes on to say, Just to survive in this cruel world, we often withdraw from the vulnerability of love. We cannot choose cautious, selective love and also walk in the power of God's kingdom. To counter pain, we unconsciously shut down our love. For it is love that makes us vulnerable. God wants us to be a people whose love is growing hot, not cold. I mean, that is such a natural thing for people to do who have been wounded and hurt. You know, what do they call that? Um, Once bitten, twice shy, you know, gun shy. You know, people don't want to feel hurt. We want to protect our own heart and we as believers need to let god be our protector and our healer we need to make ourselves vulnerable if we want to see what love can do in the lives of others he goes on to say that jesus did not say that we had to trust our enemies we can know that people are going to hurt us we can even know that someone's agenda is evil we don't have to trust them if we're trusting god we're you know that's enough He said we had to love them, and you might ask why. One reason God allows difficulties in our lives is to test us, to see if our belief is merely intellectual pursuing of Him, or if we're following Him completely with our heart. He tells us to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us in Matthew 5. On the sermon, of, uh, the sermon on the Mount. And there's that, that whole thing there, uh, I encourage you to go read Matthew 5 and, and maybe meditate on it and read it over and over again. Because that's how He wants us to live. That's the mindset that He wants us to have. Some of you have probably gone through rejection and betrayal. But that doesn't mean that life has gone wrong or gone bad. It's just part of life. And if you choose to continue to love, even though you're in the midst of great pain and suffering, even though you are in the midst of a trial, if you continue to choose love, you say that you are not going to allow your heart to grow cold. You are choosing a better way. Love. Love others as Christ has loved you. You can forgive those who have hurt you. And when you do, you will pass the test and you will grow and you will be glad and you will be grateful and your joy will increase and your peace will increase. It's amazing. It's inexplainably wonderful. (laughs) That is part of, that's what it's like to live with God and for God. If you have been living in unforgiveness, I've I've shared a little bit in past podcasts of what that can do to your body. You know, what it can do to your soul is keep you from loving. It can cause sickness in your body and in your soul, your emotions. It can cause you to be grumpy. It can cause you to be unlikable. Nobody wants to be around you. And then eventually you don't want to be around anybody else. And the next thing you know, you're missing out on life. You're missing out on even laughter. Have you ever been around someone who's just so embittered that they they don't even know how to have fun anymore? It's so sad. God doesn't want us to go around with a scowl on our face, angry as we drive down the road. You know we're standing in line and being impatient at people around us he wants us to engage everyone around us he wants them to see this light that we have but if we're walking in bitterness and unforgiveness that light is very dim we need to choose love it's such a better way i know it's hard i know it is it took me a long time to get to this place of choosing love One of the things that I believe that I have found in my own life and have seen in others is pride keeps us from loving and forgiving. When we forget that God is our protector and we think, oh, no one's ever going to do that to me again. Oh, you're not going to make a fool of me. That's pride. And that has no place in our life if we're choosing to follow Jesus. He was humble. And he was meek, but that didn't mean he was weak. It takes great strength to be a humble person who, when in the midst of being betrayed or lied to or made fun of, can still offer mercy, forgiveness, and love, knowing that their value as a person made in the image of God hasn't changed one bit. So I just want to encourage you, if you're finding it hard, if you're struggling, you're not alone. It is hard. It's very hard. But I can promise you that if you choose love and you choose to trust God to be your protector, you will see amazing things in relationships and in your own heart. And you'll never want to go back. You'll never want to hang on to bitterness again. You'll do everything you can (laughs) to choose forgiveness. Even when it's hard, you'll remember that feeling of joy and peace and confident hope that God is your protector and that He is using all things for your good. I want to encourage you, if there's anyone in your life that you have not forgiven, there's anything that you're holding on to that is not beneficial to you or to others or, or to your relationship with God. I just encourage you to forgive, to choose love. Don't let your pain settle in your soul. Choose love. There's only one way that we can have true fellowship with God, and that is in in choosing to do what He would do. Do it knowing that you have purpose in your life, that as long as you're still on the earth, He is working things out in you, and He wants you to shine and be a representative for him in the world around you. I hope that this encourages you today. And I pray that if you have been wounded, that you will be healed as you trust God, that you'll give everything, every pain, every sorrow, every wrong thought, every negative thought over to the Lord and ask him to fill you with all that he is so that you overflow with his goodness, his kindness, his mercy, his grace, and just let it flow into the world around you. I pray for his shalom to cover you. Take time today to ask God to show you if there's anyone in your heart that you need to forgive and that he would give you the courage to do that, to release them. Just say, God, I release them to you. You work out your will in their life and help me to just focus on you and love others no matter what. Until next time, shalom.